This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, February 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's satellites. Ban on neonic treated seeds. Cal OSHA regulates vaccines. Hazard pay passes and farm wages up 6%. Bill would ban neonic treated seeds in California. Bay Area Assembly Member Rebecca Bauer Cahan is proposing a ban on seeds treated with the neonicotinoid class of pesticides. Her new bill is the second attempt recently to prohibit the seeds. Several national environmental groups petitioned the Department of Pesticide Regulation in September to regulate the treated seeds. The department rejected the petition but said it would look into the issue. Remember, Bauer Cahan last year proposed to increase fines for spray drift violations by five-fold. That measure lost momentum as the pandemic stalled the legislature. Cal OSHA to add regulations on vaccine distribution. At a public hearing last week, officials for the state's Division of Occupational Safety and Health said to expect changes to its COVID-19 emergency regulation to address vaccines. That according to the Sackwood Law Group. The Cal OSHA Standards Board will meet Thursday morning when it will discuss future agenda items. It will also discuss in a closed session a pending lawsuit to block the division's COVID-19 regulation. Coquitella approves hazard pay for farm workers. The city of Coquitella last week passed a measure mandating agricultural employers pay an additional $4 an hour for at least the next four months. Grocery, restaurant, and pharmacy workers are also included. The ordinance applies to companies based in the city with five or more employees and national businesses with 300 or more employees. Agricultural groups argued the measure would harm family farms and the city's economic recovery. Labor is by far the highest cost for California family farms, said Western Grower CEO Dave Puglia at a letter urging city council members not to approve the measure. There will be unintended consequences, the most likely being a dramatic decline in production. Senate sets Vilsack vote. An end is finally in sight in the wait for a new agriculture secretary. The Senate has scheduled action for February 23rd on Tom Vilsack's nomination to return for a second stint at the head of USDA. That means that USDA will go more than a month without a Senate-confirmed secretary to make the critical decisions needed to move forward with President Joe Biden's agenda for the department. Farm wages up 6%. The USDA survey that will be used to set the 2021 minimum wage rates for the H-2A program shows farm worker pay rose 6% last year on average. As usual, there is considerable variation in wage increases from region to region. For example, wage hikes were lower than the national average in Florida and across the southeast. But increases were significantly higher than the national average in many states, including Iowa, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, and much of the West. In California, the average wage rose more than 9% from 16.15 an hour in 2019 to 17.64 in 2020. The survey is normally released in November, but it was delayed this year. The Trump administration initially killed the survey, only to be ordered by a judge to reinstate it. Baldwin takes reins on ag approach. 
The Senate Ag Appropriations Subcommittee, which writes annual budgets for USDA and FDA, is under new leadership. Wisconsin Democrat Tammy Baldwin is taking over as chairwoman. John Hoven, the North Dakota Republican, will be the subcommittee's ranking Republican. Two other Democrats joining the subcommittee are Brian Schatz of Hawaii and Martin Heinrich of New Mexico. There is one new Republican that Indiana's Mike Braun. By the way, Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley had been the top Democrat on the Ag Panel. He'll now chair the Interior Environment Subcommittee, which is responsible for the Interior Department, EPA, and the Forest Service. Milk producers praise Baldwin's appointment. One of the first farm groups to congratulate Baldwin was the National Milk Producers Federation. NMP of President and CEO Jim Mulhern called her an effective champion for dairy farmers in Wisconsin and beyond. She has fervently fought for dairy's good name in the face of FDA's unwillingness to enforce clear, simple dairy product terms, Mulhern said. She also has played a key role in efforts to positively reform dairy policy and tirelessly worked on the Appropriations Committee to champion dairy innovation as well as initiatives to combat farmer stress in rural America. Ag's share of greenhouse gas emissions rose in 2019. The share of agriculture's greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S. increased about 9.6% in 2019 from 9.3% in 2018. That according to EPA's annual report released Friday. The increased percentage resulted from higher emissions from agriculture and lower emissions overall. EPA reported greenhouse gas emissions dropped 1.7% between 2018 and 2019. Emissions from fossil fuel combustion fell 2.7% between 2018 and 19, but still accounted for about 74% of all emissions. Nitrous oxide emissions from soil management made up 58% of all agriculture emissions. Methane from cow burps, 28%. Manure management, about 10%. The report also noted that ag soils alone accounted for 75% of all nitrous oxide emissions and 5.2% of total greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S. nitrous oxide, a global warming potential nearly 300 times that of carbon dioxide. Here's today's He Said It. I've heard deafening silence from all the caucuses. Now that the vaccines are out, Nobody's written a letter saying, hey, let's send some vaccines to Merced County and help out those folks who have been feeding us for all these many months. That Assembly member Adam Gray of Merced sharing frustration over a 2020 letter from the Latino caucus claiming employers in his district were abusing employees by not providing adequate PPE. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, February 16th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.